Y'all, welcome back. Season four of the mix table. We're in the thick of it now. We got seven sitting down with us. It's as you can see, we flipped the set around. It's a rainy day here in Riverdale, Georgia. Tyrone, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good, feeling great, straight out of heaven. Now that I'm sitting at the table with seven, hey, I'm about to turn it up to 14. So that means I'm about to come with the whole team. Uh, you know how it is when I hop on these beats, man. I sound like a whiz. I hop on the beats, I kill it with ease. No, I'm finna go party like we went to the squeeze. Uh, and my flow's up pouring. See how I do it, I can rhyme with orange. I keep going, I'm so out of this place. Uh, let me go and take a break Cause I ran out of breath Uh, had to go and take a sec Uh, take my shot like Steph Uh, I cook it up like the chef You know how we do at the mix table Plugged in like we got some new cable This is the fable, reading the story I'm about to give you the details, get gory When I get above 40 you know, I just holler at my shorties And we go out to go party Uh, cause no, they can't stop me I don't know where I should go stop But I'ma keep going, somebody please call the cops Keep going! Uh, I keep going, keep going I put it all together like the boy been sewing No sweaters, no, I get better No, I'm just making these lines, it's like cheddar No cheese, but you know what I mean They call me the actor when I come on the scene I just need my angles uh, I come through, I break ankles Go and check my angle, no protractors But I'm finna plow through like I rode on a tractor Uh, that's how it goes I could go and kick some more flows But you know I gotta go and give a show So hello everyone and just welcome to the episode Hey <laughs> we vibing We vibing hot today Woo, hello Man, what's happening, y'all? Ladies and gentlemen that's, that's how you start a fucking show Man, Woo. that was amazing. That was all the top too. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing? I'm impressed. I am your host, Tyrone Chivers, and you are here to another episode of The Mixed Table. I'm here with my friend, my co-host, my best friend, Young Seppi himself. Mr. Joseph Middledorf. What's up, everybody? Thank you all for joining us again. Hello to all of the beautiful people out there. It's, I mean, it's an absolute joy to be here with you. Let me fucking tell you. Absolutely. We got a good, I say, I say it every time, and every time I have, you've never made me a liar. We've got a good one for you today. <laughs> and right so. here by my side in the middle today, we have our very special guest today. We have the main man, the main squeeze. <laughs> One of the, the best, squeeziest. one of the best podcast hosts out here. One of the best up and coming producers, mixers, masters. One of the best, I would give you entrepreneurial minds out here coming out. My good friend, Mister Seven. Thank you, man. Thank you for the uh, the kind words, the oh, man. the lovely space that you guys are both providing. The vibes is high, as y'all can see. Man. Like, that's, <laughs> That's all representative right here. You feel me? Like we, we can have a good ass show. I'm oh, excited. I'm, ex I'm so excited because, like I was saying before, the start of the show, guys. Like these guys are uh, like, top tier craftsmen, oh. journalists. Like, and this is coming from someone as as well who who respects the craft as well. So, like, yeah, I we gonna we gonna have some. We're going to have some good, some good stuff. We're oh, going to be potting. That, that, that means a lot, especially yeah. coming from you. But before we get started, for the, for the uninitiated, yeah. for the people who may not know who it is, who you are and what you do, can you tell the people 
Give them your name. Yeah. Tell them what you do in the world. My name is Seven. I'm a music producer who owns a podcast that throws parties through his podcast and plays the music he produces at the parties he throws and owns through his podcast. I mean, I love it. It's Many different. Hats. A multi-hyphenate, some would say. Yeah. <laughs> a mogul. Yeah. I, I would like to say. So I was telling Joe before this started, and we were speaking beforehand, I was like, this is probably going to be one of the easiest pods that we do here because, you know, as a fellow potter, right. you 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 kind of understand the art of the of, of the conversation, the banter, the 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 back and forth and all those it's type of things. It's a very delicate dance. And and beyond that, I feel like you and I both kind of have like this we have this affinity to try to just take conversations to these these higher levels, you know, very much so we have a lot of DMs and messages going back and forth just about they Everything. may start off surface level about whatever trending topic and they yeah. somehow elevate into oh, these that way. <laughs> yeah yeah so i was like i was telling joe before and i was like look man don't be afraid just literally if you want to talk about it all right and i'm the perfect person to go away with like i can talk about anything and everything and i'm not i'm not scared to either yeah so before that though i want to get a little bit into about like just what you've been doing what i've been seeing you doing since yeah. the last time we spoke on a podcast yeah, together man. um just so many things have 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 sparked up for you i think just in the meantime but in between those things i think one of the first things uh, i think like uh, uh juneteenth became a holiday and you had like a like a barbecue yeah, yeah type yeah. thing so this is all the way back in 2020 yeah um damn that was like maybe a week after we had first sat down that's right. crazy man um one of my favorite interviews still to this day but um yeah we do a like a cookout um it was geared towards trying to like help people or promote like you know the, the the movement and the cause of the protest that we were doing at the time um i'm not really so sure at how like successful we were <laughs> at that uh because i feel like capitalism won right <laughs> but i think it was still like a good um indicator and showcasing of like early leadership and just like um the community presence that mm -hmm. I'm building, you know what I'm saying? So, um, that was that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I just remember, you know, I tell this story and I don't, I don't want to shame whoever was doing whatever that day, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect that a Juneteenth, you know, cookout that the chicken I had was not going to be. I don't know who was on the grill that day, but it was not hidden. You I'm, were disappointed. I was very. Why much are you just, just not telling me this shit three years later? Content, baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I, I just remember that I was like, "Wow, this is I." Wow, <laughs> I just remember being here, and I was just like, "Cause I know who was cooking it." Oh man, and bless him, <laughs> bless him. Cause I don't. I, I I was just like, cause I remember also like you were like, "Oh, there's a barbecue," so yeah. I was like, "Bet I'm gonna come with a little." You know, room in my stomach. Exactly. So I'm like, bet. And then I think, you know, the burgers were done. I was like, okay, cool, pretty. And then, you know, I saw people were coming with their, you know, whatever. And I yeah. was like, all right, whatever. The chicken was being done. And I was looking at that. I was like, okay, bet. I'm a, he was ready. You thought that that was going to be like, I'm main. ready to throw down on this. Yeah. And I'll never forget. I, I, I piled up my plate. I was like, <laughs> I'm about to fucking, uh. And then I, I took the bite. And then it's like, oh. <laughs> I was like What was bad about it? It just It was bland It literally was like The blandest piece of chicken I've ever <laughs> tasted in my life Like I was like 
what? Why is this happening now? Of all times, why? of all places. That's crazy. I didn't realize this interview was an ambush. I'm sorry. Like he, I, Jesus Christ. Yo, I I had no idea you felt this way. See how niggas can hold so much animosity for years and like well, just hold I didn't it hold it against you until gun compartment. Like it's like <laughs> But I know who made it though. And it's like, damn, they gonna see this shit and they gonna be offended. sorry. Well, take it as constructive criticism. It is. Hey, yeah. a lot can happen in three years too. Yeah, like you know, that's maybe, true. Maybe it was a bad day. But. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. It could have been a bad day. You know, you were cooking for. A maybe budget. you got an early batch. That's also true. You, you know, know, maybe they, you know, they messed up on this one, and they were like, "All right, let's just hurry up and get this one out. Let's just, you yeah. know, whatever." But at that point, I was like, "Damn." But overall, though, great event. Great event, though. <laughs> Had a great time. Oh, thanks. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah, no, anytime, anytime. Um, but even since that, though, like your, your, I guess, your skills of organizing an event became more and more polished. Polished, yeah, yes. And then that led us to the, the squeeze event. So how did we get there? Where, yeah. where did this whole thing, I mean, clearly you had an affinity to throwing events, but where did this, where did it come from? I'm partying. So, like, if you know me, you know I love to party and um, I love to have fun. More importantly And I always wanted to do something In connection to my podcast That Acted as like The live Show element But I wanted it to be like Interactive You know I feel like The podcast Is It's kind of a A, a, a real linear Relationship Experience And memory That's being created With like The typical live shows Of like You know People The Joe Buttons The 85 South shows The You know Full court pumps You know All those those big people um, Good shows Like good live shows Right But You know It's kind of Not interactive To the element That I would like Yeah Plus Their shows Are completely different In structure Like there is more conversational with like friends kicking shit, you know, open format versus mine is me talking one on one with like an artist or just someone influential in, you know, hip hop or music or entertainment. Right. So in all essence, that's really just a panel. You know, if yeah. I were to do a live show and I was like, I'm not doing that shit. So it was me just, you know, being creative and uh, innovative. I love innovation. I want to always do innovation in everything I do. I was like, how can I? Keep my integral interest of like myself, like in line with my desires. And you know, the party was born. At first, it wasn't called Squeeze, it was called something totally different. Uh, the first party was in 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I got sponsored by Grey Goose and Patron. And at that moment, I was like, okay, like something here, it just got a little bit of tweaking that needed to be necessary. Next year, Last year, 2022, um, right after season five had ended, I was like, all right, I want to still keep the presence of the show, of course, going without it actually being a show. I want to start the parties and shit. And um, shout out to your homegirls. Hey, if y'all ain't got no homegirls, get you some homegirls, bro. Like, the homegirls is really where the money is, for real. So I'm talking to one of my homegirls, and, um, you know, I'm running through all my ideas and shit. And she was like, yeah, this name needs to be changed, though, because it sounds like an open mic. (laughs) And then... 10 seconds I said squeeze And I was like Oh I saw everything I was like Oh this shit Gonna be the new Freaknik Like (laughs) I saw it Like I saw People saying Squeeze And like Squeeze What is that And why do I need To be there Like what the fuck Is that And literally 
I saw and heard people saying the exact things that I saw and heard before I even like hit the first one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the shit took off. Like we only done three squeezes so far. Did one on June 20th of last year, August 22nd, and Halloween. And then now we had the opportunity to go to London. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just has been the epitome of community and fun. You know what I'm saying? Because if you come to a squeeze party. You know how we get down Like it's fun It's vibrant It's safe You know like People who Never get out the house Are like yo I never get out the house But I'm getting out the house yeah. Every time you have one of these Yeah You know what I'm saying People dance Beautiful women Handsome men Good drinks Good vibes Good music It's the place to be Legit You know what I'm saying So It's funny hearing you say That you're like it started happening and you started seeing things that you would art like i realized as soon as i started really chasing my dreams yeah. i've been getting deja vu so much right, it's all manifestation man like the power of the mind is like literally godlike you know what i'm saying everything is a frequency of thought you know and our thoughts vibrate just like everything else in like, the physical realm so manifestation happens when our thoughts are matching our reality vibration as well, you know what I'm saying? So that's why it's important to, um, you know, have a, a certain spiritual practice you have to, to ground yourself and to, um, you know, really uh, be tapped in to the, to the wave of the universe because it, it's all for you to happen. You just got to get to it, get into that, that frequency, match that frequency, and then that frequency will become your reality. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of truth in that. I, I find, I've been finding a lot is like, I become more understanding of like who I am and like like how I function a lot of other things are starting to line up perfectly like at the same time and everything and I'm starting to see like other people's like paths and I'm like oh man like you still gotta you still gotta fine tune that there but like especially now because I work with a lot of like high school students and I can see like the beginning mm. like machinations of certain people I'm like yeah. oh you hey did y'all hear that word he just said Machinations. Machinations, like we should have like a, a, a vocabulary type of pop up at the bottom of the shit. Whenever I get like- that a lot, I get I get a lot of that a lot of times. People be like, "Bro, why do you use so many big fucking no, words?" I fuck with it. No, I and I appreciate you yeah. for fucking with it. Yeah, yeah, but I get a lot of times people are like, "Yo, I don't know what that word means." <laughs> Look, I'm sorry I paid attention in in like second grade when we were going over some of these silly yeah, words. I ain't never had machinations in my vocabulary at second grade. That wasn't part of our dictionary list. Probably, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how I know half the words. You know, I, I attribute a lot of my vocabulary and just like wanting to talk the way I talk. Uh-huh. Wrestling. Interesting. The color. Com- he <laughs> We watched WrestleMania last night, so he got to see a little bit of like how the color commentators on there are very like descriptive and vivid in what they say. Yeah. And I think listening to that as a kid, like playing the video games and hearing them say like big words and just be like. Yeah, because I mean, that's like you can get. You could try to get Tyrone to use smaller words, but that's like trying to just polish the brass, the brass on the Titanic. Yeah. yeah. See, that's like, like some real. What a great just analogy. Shout out to whoever said that the other day, because I like that one. I'm locking that one away. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, man. I love uh, using, you know, I, I see that as a skill in itself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like pulling it out. You're like, oh, you don't know what word I'm going to use here. So and then you'll be like, I don't even know what that word means. Yeah. So I don't Shout know. Out to you, man. People say it comes off kind of condescending sometimes, but that's just because they're stupid. Exactly. And that's you, you, your confidence <laughs> offended their insecurity. You can't do nothing about that. There you go, man. Get your game up. Eesh. You know? Uh, 
But anyway, so outside of the squeeze, I see you've also been very active in your, you know, your music production side of course. and all that. You know, Beth, definitely a lot with your collaborations with uh, Mr. Ben Riley mm-hmm. and things like that. So talk about that relationship and how it has just blossomed and how you've seen him progress over the years and things like that. Um, hmm. The relationship is no more, for one. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's not that's not a. Uh, uh, ongoing relationship anymore Okay Do you but, not want to talk about it? Mm, do I? We'll leave it right here We're gonna, we gonna keep it classy You know okay. what I'm saying? We gotta move like We gotta move like the kings that we are I got you um, So what is on What What is next then? If if that's You know I mean I'm, I'm still doing what I'm doing You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like I just put out my own house album uh, House of Divine I hope I didn't just Straight with it Okay Are no, you good? Yeah I just put out my own house album House of Divine House music is black music. Don't ever forget that. So go get that. Go spin that. Movement is medicine. So I did you know want to ask you about that too, because I did see you know you are moving to a new, a more house centric sound, or is it just house altogether? To a global sound, you know what okay. I'm saying? Because I like that. The world of seven is way more than an Instagram name. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With my musical predecessors being Andre 3000, Timbaland, Pharrell, you know, I always describe my sound to people in the most accurate snapshot way is if those three people had a music baby it would be me mm-hmm. right and with those people having a global sound like how they do i also want to embody that global brand that i am you know what i'm saying because i'm a human brand you know what i mean so with that being said after the the, the major success that you know we experienced last year um i was always thinking about what's next mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like how do i keep people on their toes like the innovation that i'm talking about so i knew that no one would have ever guessed that I'll come out with a house album, you yeah. know? But it's the most strategic thing because for so many different reasons, um, primarily, you know, Squeeze is going to London. In Europe, the house market is like how it is it's in hip hop. Yeah. You know, it is yeah. over here. Yeah. So it would only make sense with me being a music producer who owns a podcast at those parties through his podcast mm-hmm. to play the house music that he produced at the party right, he right, right. throws through his podcast. Makes sense to me. You know Synergy. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? It's an ecosystem. It's a universe. Vertical integration. Exactly. Yeah. You feel me? But more importantly, and I, and I love that you just brought up that business term because I want to talk to the music producers out there. You know, um, oftentimes we rely on artists to provide us our way of living. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And if you've ever worked with artists, they move fucking slow. So slow. And your bills <laughs> aren't moving as slow as the artists. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And ultimately as well, you want to have intellectual property that you can own on both sides, the master and the publishing. You know what I'm saying? So for me... Um, being exposed to like the real music industry and the real music business last year um i saw the golden opportunity with squeeze going to london as well as two of the biggest artists creating house albums with drake and beyonce i thought that was like just the perfect alley-oop for like you know the mass consciousness for to people to like accept or get introduced to something that they probably wouldn't listen to normally or haven't been like exposed to normally so i was like oh shit let me go ahead and take that yeah you know and I, i'm um, glad you brought up those albums because i was i was getting ready to launch into it that i like this sort of direction that music is headed like the groove is coming back yeah, i feel exactly. like people people are just like 
I don't know. Just the groove is coming back in yeah. general. I see yeah. it. I see it even in the heavy 808 like yeah. trap beat type things that they're getting a little bit more groovy than they were and like happy a couple because, years ago. Because movement is medicine, and our music doesn't move anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's very stagnant. It's very stagnant. Very low vibrational. Very bleh, mm. you know, and feeling sometimes and vibration. And um, you know, ultimately, I want to. Um, set a different example in everything I do, but also I want to heal people through the vibration as well. You know what I'm saying? And music is exactly that. So, you know, I'm still in hip hop, of mm. course. Like, that's who I am at my core. But, you know, me releasing that house album was a showcasing of like, hey, like, I'm able to do any and everything. You know what I'm saying? And I think that I was able to kind of drive that point home. Uh, with the release of this house album, like, it yeah, is 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 definitely um opened up doors for me, like that I would not have able to you know get into okay. because I was in a whole different genre. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like people are like, oh, like, I want to put this in my fashion, you know, runaway show or this or that, and it's like, hell yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> and it's yeah, it's just it's cool as you discover just more like this. What I like about music or art in general is that there's always branches from whatever your starting point is. Mm-hmm. And I like hearing you talk about it though, because a lot of people like they they feel like they evolve out of rap. Mm-hmm. Like I I hear that sentiment yeah, a lot. Like, from like rappers. as if rap is like this low totem pole and, type thing. And now I'm gonna start making real music. Yeah. Like and I don't I like, don't Lil hear Yachty that. From, did that man. Like yeah. like he. He felt like people were disrespecting him mm. by calling him a rapper or he was never a real rapper or a real artist because he was a rapper. And I completely disagree with that. I think being a rapper is the coolest shit ever. Yeah. I think hip hop is the best shit ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things that we as black people in America can truly say that we can like go back in history and say no nah, we did this right you know with no type of like whitewashing no type of you know diluting of information no type of anything like this is really our shit mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and um, now the entire world is doing exactly it. you know there's what I'm an saying? italian drill scene like every japanese like, like what are we saying act. you yeah. know what i'm saying like so hip-hop is the coolest shit ever it is the most probably revolutionary thing to the human consciousness since like yeah oh my god maybe I can't even think of something in comparison, bro. Like, I truly can't. Mm. It's infectious, like how you just said. There's people in Italy, Japan, Australia, Brazil, places that you've never been hearing music being made in Atlanta. Yeah. The Bronx, Memphis, trying to be like them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, but and I guess when you say stuff like that, it does make it all the more admirable when the big artists like a Beyonce or Drake decide to like they know they have the world in their hands with this one genre and say no, let's push the push the train forward. And yeah. it's crazy with that like a big name comes in and does it like because I've been trying to find just like bounce tracks to keep going underneath and all of it. I fuck like, with this music too, man. This is really. All of it has uh, been like Drake, taste. New Orleans bounce. Like Drake <laughs> yeah. is not a fucking bounce artist, but all yeah, the no. bounce type beats. So makers, that's gonna be the like, thing now, kind of like now with the uh, with that Lil Uzi song that I want to like. People are attributing that Philly sound, but people are like, it's New Jersey. Yeah, and now it's like sort of being lost in the. Cause like I started with like it started with Big Frida. Uh huh. The first beat 
was a big free to type beat and all the suggestions were like Drake New Orleans bounce. Like I couldn't get even to a second video with mm. a big free to type beat. I guess that is the 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 opposite end of the coin, you know, to trying to pushing a new sound is that you also do welcome the the biters, the imitators, the unoriginality, things like that. Like because heinous- I cause the funny thing you say, like, you know, with Drake and uh you know, Beyonce. Beyonce. Now all of a sudden, I'm hearing artists that I never heard even mention anything of being related to house music. Now all of a sudden, like, yeah, I'm dibbling, dabbling, this, that, and this. Or then what? Like, you know, Bad Bunny and all these guys come out. Now all of a sudden, everybody's got the. Check. The greatest human act is to inspire. So how can we, you know, get mad when we inspire people when that's the whole point, right? You know, I guess. I'm not necessarily mad at the inspiration. I'm not mad at that act of it. I'm necessarily at the people who use the inspiration and just kind of stop there. They don't necessarily... This was my whole big thing when TikTok became what it became because I was like, okay, it's going to inspire a lot of people to be content creators, (laughs) but you're not doing anything. You're literally just talking over something somebody already made, reenacting a skit you already saw, and then you upload it. And it's like, okay, yeah, cool. You had fun. You, uh, but it's like... it's the content creation version of charities that spread awareness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I see that. Hey, Joseph's really funny. <laughs> so, so I see that kind of like, I mean, I see it happen throughout all industries everywhere, but yeah. in the music, sometimes it's a lot less shameless a lot of the times. Um, I mean, cause we know what it is, man. Like it's mm-hmm. a, it's a machine yeah. in some regards. And the people who, are the cause in the machine They stay in the machine And the people who run the machine They run it Yeah know? see I wanted to ask you a little bit Because you know You said you spent Over this past couple of years You've been really Ingrained in the music industry Yeah Have you Have you become a lot more jaded Oh absolutely I hate it <laughs> I hate it Like absolutely Like I wouldn't <laughs> recommend This shit to anyone I don't want to be In this motherfucker And I actually I'm not Like uh-huh. Especially after last year bro Like Bro the music business, no, the music industry is, I, I say this on my podcast all the time, but the music industry is like the Game of Thrones. Mm. Literally, like people who you come up with, people who you think are like your friends and et cetera will slime you out. Wow. For this proverbial But like, there's never rune on the throne, so you're better off building your own. There is no throne. That's the thing. That's what I've got to build one. Bro, there's no fucking throne. That's mm. the thing. That's the thing, right? But we have like this, especially in hip hop, right? We have like this idea that there is this mountaintop with this proverbial golden crown yeah. that only one person can wear. Right? Check in with me. Check in with me when you get into the city. Type, <laughs> yeah. beat, like, <laughs> type shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's like, Bad Bunny doesn't give a fuck about what Russ does. Mm-mm. Russ isn't thinking about what's higher the creator is doing. Tyler Creator isn't competing with Beyonce. And guess what? All of these people are massive artists, right? Right. All in their own lane. They have their own crown, their own throne, right? But especially, like, you know, in the the climb, I guess, to the top, you know, people don't have that understanding. They think that they have to be strategic in every single move that they make in order to, you know, get to this place. And I want to tell people that there is no crown, there is no throne, you have your own lane, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. when you get there, all that's waiting for you is more work. Like, yeah, yeah. People, people like to think I'm gonna down. get there and be like, ah, like 
I'm done. It's like, yeah. no. Uh, now the next thing starts. And right. now you're fighting off all the people that want to be where you want to get. Exactly. The music industry is perverse, bro. Like, mm. it's, it's wicked. It's no morals. It's lawless. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes and no, though, because I feel like... Let, it, me tell you, let me tell you how it's, how it's lawless, right? So, we all know what happened with R. Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. Do y'all know what's happening with Trey Songs? Vaguely. I mean, the same thing, essentially. I've seen some shit on Twitter. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. essentially the same thing, except uh-huh. they're not little girls. Right. Like, he's a serial rapist. Uh-huh. But no one is saying anything because, like... The, I might the, need to get on at some point. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to offend this, you know, imaginary person or even a real person, right? Okay. But it's not until the public, the consumers, right, right. have like this champion response of the same thing of like, hey, no, that's fucked up. We would not standing for it until the music industry says, oh yeah, that's wrong, right? You know. But it's mm-hmm. like niggas know about all this shit mm-hmm. going on in the background, but it's like mm, still making money though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's all about the money, and it's all about these potential power moves and opportunities. You know what I'm saying that you may or may not have. So it's the same thing where it's like, bro, niggas knew R. Kelly was doing this shit for 15 years, right? Years. Yeah. But no one took a stance until the public said enough is enough, and then mm-hmm. it was like, you know, yeah, type shit. So that's what I mean by this perversion. That's just that's just like a example, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like that. It's the Game of Thrones, bro. I don't want no parts. I'm in the music business. I'm in the human business, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm in the human business. What you gonna say? Because that's yeah, I guess, and that's the difference between like the music world and the music industry. It's different. Uh, because, but everything, everything is a balance. I found that like some of the best people I know in my life I've met through doing music stuff. Of course, like, I've met yeah. some really, really solid people. That give Are they me, in America or are they in Europe? Both. Okay. And they give me they give me faith that like <laughs> mm-hmm. I know if I operate on the up and up yeah. with the people around me, some people are gonna snake you. And that's how it goes and it is what it is. Yeah. But for the most part, the genuine people will see that you treat them the same and they'll stick with you. And like there are good people out there. And if you treat people well, like people people reciprocate when you give them the opportunity to not be a dick, a lot of the times people will take you up on it. Maybe so. This is that jadedness, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, um, like you, you asked me about being earlier, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not gonna go into it, but I will say the famous Dr. Dre line that is running 20 years in plus, and it holds true. Like the business end of this shit will turn your friends against you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like I want to believe you in the heart of hearts of my goodness and soul. Like, you know, when you do good, good things will happen to you and everything will be just and all that shit. Right. But Mm -hmm. that's not reality. I think what the nature (laughs) of it is, is that it's apples and oranges. And I think a lot of times people try to put them in the same. So I think friendships, relationships, values, morality Mm -hmm. is over there. And then business is literally it's its its own thing because at the end of the day contracts are contracts pen and paper is pen and paper it's it's just that Mm. i think nipsey hustle had a very great thing he was talking about like you know when we come in to do contracts don't be trying to buddy buddy me and shit before the paper is signed because until that moment we're technically adversaries you're trying to get the best deal over on me and i'm trying to get the best deal over on you and we're trying to come to some sort of negotiation so don't try to come to me with this oh man we're a family we're good because uh-huh. once i sign that paper 
None of this matters. All right, I have, I'm going to pause that and I got a question for you real quick. Going off of something that we were speaking about before we press record, do you feel like that's an American ideology where it's me against you? A little, for sure. Yes. Like, the idea, and I see it, like, even in just how American schools teach us how to communicate with each other. Yeah. There's a huge emphasis on debate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, which, it, like, is an effective means of communication for some things, but right. it's not like the end-all, be-all way. Like, there doesn't always have to be a winner and, and a, a loser, loser. Okay, in a yes. conversation. So, so, look, the people, before we started recording, we were discussing, Joseph and I, we were discussing how... America is cooked and how the value system of America is prioritized over guns, drugs, sex, money, power, right? Yeah. And in other foreign countries, it's about things of the soul, of things that make you real human, community, uh, cuisine, architecture, fam- like just real things, right? Now, there are layers of all of that in right. other places too. But of course. Yeah, and and it's not like, you know, you know, a one-stop shop. We like, love generalizing here, so yeah. don't... Yeah. It, <laughs> but 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 that is like the nature of it, right? Yeah. And I've been widening my global perspective as I've been speaking and and um, being interactive with people over there overseas and stuff like that as I prepare for London. And I see just how fucking we cook, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because and we don't even know it. That's the yeah. thing. Because like we're conditioned, we're coded to think this way. Like yeah. like. How just easy, like, yeah, it's business. Right. right? Yeah. Like, it's me against you until yeah. it's not. And that's and what it, it just, is. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that and way. It's if, not. It doesn't. If, if we all put our proverbial guns down, like, right. and just took a minute and just... Oftentimes, we have similar things. It, it, it all comes down to trying to take more than your share. Because like, I, I agree... I, go ahead. I, I think that, like, we should... In the sense of business, this is how I operate, which is kind of why, you know, had to, uh-huh. I had to uh, do things and to, to make sure I was protected. But, like, I think that we should go into business thinking what's fair. You know, not I'm trying to get the best deal over you and you're trying to get the best deal over me or whatever. It's like, yes. what is an equal common ground for the both of us to where we both walk away happy, right? Like, I just struck a deal with my mentor... Uh, Paul, who uh, owns this company called Freshly, right? Liquor uh, company, Juice Cocktails, right? And in that deal, I believe that we both walked away from this meeting like feeling like we both have a shared value in the opposite party. Like, because the other way is it's short sighted. It's like, yeah, I got the best of you in this one deal. And now if I need something from you in the future, you're going to tell me to fuck off because, like, I got one over on you. And it's like, we could have done something More, cool together right, and it might right. not even be for five, ten years, but it comes back around. And if you just make a habit of always trying to get one over on the people you're working with, that shit comes back to you eventually. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think it's just something that, you know, is a part of the American culture basis, mm-hmm. man. Like, the value system, literally. And, like I said, it's so deep. It's so ingrained and coded that, like, you just don't know until you've been exposed to something else like legit bro yeah no and and i definitely agree with that because i was literally just talking to him about like something he was going through with his cultural association thing and he had to bring up business options and they were a little like nah 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 and i had to tell him i'm like you're the american here like you're the one thinking hey 
we got to get in on this. We got to da 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 da. And I'm like, that's just not where their mind. I mean, I'm assuming, but I'm just like, that's just not where their mind probably. Yeah, bro. Goes immediately, like, and because that, that's what I found. Like, I've been, we've been throwing events and stuff now for the last couple months, um, and I was trying to make events happen here in Atlanta when I'm in town. And I was seeing like what these venues were charging to have events at them. Yeah. In Portugal, we were approaching these places and they were like, oh yeah, like we'll just take the bar and you do whatever you want and we're gonna bring money in through the door. And I was so used to what happened here. I was like, oh great, perfect deal. Like amazing, like like let's say, let's say yes to this. And then we didn't make any money on the event and which was kind of our fault, but we were also planning like a, an open thing. But realizing just where my perspective was like i was going in expecting this battle like i was expecting to have to figure out how are we going to get the money together just yeah. to even rent the event yeah rent the venue and they were like no it would actually make sense like we're we weren't having anything on this day if you want to have an event with two or three hundred people show up and buy drinks at our bar fuck yeah like please come in we're not going to charge you a thousand bucks to do it yeah and just realizing that I but the thing is man people overseas are human that's how I see it now. Like as I as I'm continuing to like just learn, like the differences in societal, like you know, upbringings and things like that, bro. Like people overseas are way more human than Americans. And I always get let me let me interject here because I you know oh, we done started him. I like it. I like he, it. He always, especially when I go visit over there, the whole family. Oh, you been? Like, yeah, I went to Portugal uh, last summer and I was over there for a month. Oh shit, I know that. Uh, but the whole time. His whole family was also on the hey man, this America shit's fucked, bro. You better go <laughs> come over here, bro. Like, you know? So I'm like, ah. and I'm like, yes, there are valid points, and I do agree with that. But I always bring this up too. Okay. I have two big points why I think this America thing gets so different. Uh, One is time. What do you mean? All of those countries over there have risen, fallen, oh, thousand year history. I know what you're going to say. There's, America's so young. It's no, a young I mean, country. They're so young. fucking what? They're but not even let it, not even necessarily that they are young. It's more so that the people over there have already gone through. For one, mostly everybody over there all looks relatively the same. Yes, there are immigration problems and but for the most part, like it's not this whole hodgepodge of things going on than it is because that leads me to my second thing is yeah. scale okay it's literally like whenever we compare anything going on to european country it's like okay but how many people live there and it's usually like roughly the same as like a state here in america and is i'm like it? the problem usually is is that because what were we saying that like if you live in california california is classified a blue state but yeah there were more trump voters in california just in California than there were in Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, Arkansas, because like 50 million people live in California. Oh, shit. If 40% of them vote Trump, like yeah. that's a ton. Like yeah, there's like 20 million people that live in the South. So it's yeah. very easy that places just get generalized as like, oh, they think this way, so we don't like this, so fuck them. We're not voting in a way that helps them. So yeah. it's a very divisive way of just going about coming to any solutions to anything. Because like we're in Georgia, so you're a Republican, right? No. Because this is a red state. Yeah, I keep saying Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. it... And so somebody in Oregon is probably thinking, oh, those fuckers in Georgia are going to be thinking this way, so I'm going to vote this way, yeah. thinking that way. But it's just like, it's just too big. What somebody wants here is definitely not going to be anything related to what somebody wants over there. Yeah. So when the people get in power, they're only thinking about X group amount of people, so all these other people are just screwed over. And I think 
that's where I say it's going to. Maybe this whole idea of like a United States breaks apart. Like maybe everybody just says, you know what? We're just going to be our own thing. Like this is just Georgia. Like yeah. whatever. I think that's where Sovereign it goes. States. Yeah. Something to that effect. But, but we saw what, I mean, we saw what Brexit did with just like the healthcare system. Damn, this is not the podcast I was expecting to have. I told today. you, bro, this was gonna uh, be the yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> so let's talk about what I think the federal government's job should be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the federal government should be like smaller, but it also should be bigger. Okay, but they should be changing. They're like they should be like in an administrative role. They should be doing shit like regulations to make sure people aren't polluting like making Wait, sure i'm laughing because we're talking about this over this beat <laughs> exactly man it, people the mix table bro it's a yes. mix people contain multitudes yeah. Uh, but yeah like where can you it, get it anywhere else nowhere because of scaling right like the governor is gonna have a way better idea of what's going on in georgia than the president of the, all the states is so, yeah like, the federal government needs to be looking out for big shit like just making sure we're not all dying and when something crazy happens and they need to step in like say there's a tornado in mississippi like rather than waiting for georgia and texas and alabama and them to independently send some help they can be like yo Y'all like we're gonna we're gonna guard. yeah we're gonna bring a task force together and we're gonna get all these people like we're gonna step in and do that type of shit like they should be regulating and then the local level shit is like they know what has to happen they should be spending the federal money essentially See, the and, problem here Joseph is you're making too much sense yeah and <laughs> in whatever system you build at the end of the day like you can build any machine that you want but people aren't machines they're gonna act like people mm. and so like there's gonna be cogs in the machine that you build that are gonna be like actually i could just like take this money and yeah. nobody could do anything about it and yeah. if, like you can't you can't legislate people out of your systems and that's the that's a bar that's where it comes that's down to. yeah yeah and i think it, it but 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 there definitely does I know the the America Young thing sounds like a cop out. <laughs> yes, it's a fucking cop out. But man. no, but I think there is some lazy le- ass excuse. It's there is, lazy as there is some legitimacy, I think, to no it though. No fucking way. It's I lazy. Think so, not necessarily in anything. I think it's just literally in the because when you really understand the morals, values that this country was built on, who the people actually were who came over here to start this thing. You start to get a better understanding of like, okay, I see how we got the way we are because these guys weren't necessarily. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the the other that America has that sort of unique is that like, America was a colony before it became a colonial power, right? So like, yeah. America's founding was literally just wealth extraction from the Europeans. They had no plans on this <laughs> exactly. shit actually being a society. Like they yeah. sent a bunch of slaves over here. To work the fields and send the money back, and that was it. And to yeah. commit some genocide against, they sent some some other people over to do that part. Yeah, but like, can't forget like, that the Haitians don't live in France, mm. right? They still live in Haiti, yeah. so like they don't have the direct things where like the Confederates still live here, as do the descendants of slaves. Like they live and on top natives. of each other. Yeah, 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 and the natives throw them in there too. Yeah, all the other European Both countries there. sent all that problem like. Yeah. All the conflict they did not on their borders because they're like, we're going to have to deal with this at some point. I'd rather there be an ocean in between this mess that we're causing. Yeah. And I think it's a important thing I loved 
uh, like when I just learned about world history is after World War II, that was when Europe decided like, oh shit, bro, like we did like way too much <laughs> fucking up the rest of the world. Like, so we're just Go going, chill. we just going back off, bro. Yeah. And it's funny now that they get the title of like, oh man, those Europeans just got it figured out, man. Them and the Canadians. Yeah. And it's just like, meanwhile, they're looking over there like, uh, well, don't. Don't look at how we got it like this. Don't look into our boarding schools and what the students that died wait, there and for what reasons. Wait, hold on. This oh yeah, a, you'll know the, when you go over in London. Boarding buddy. schools? Oh yeah, that's some Canadian shit. Um, going going into boarding schools? Genocide. What? Uh yeah, no that Dude, like this, this podcast is gonna ring off in Canada. <laughs> there were Egad. the same way there were native populations in America, like before a border was drawn that was just land and so native populations also lived in Canada and then the British came in and the French and they yeah, put yeah. their like schools together to help like assimilate the natives into European culture. Right. But literally they just put like a bunch of people they just like hit them and then starved them and they all died. They keep digging up all these schools with like hundreds and hundreds of bodies like buried. Oh shit. Uh, like little kids. Wow. Man, this is a great pot. No <laughs> one's hands are clean in history. Yeah, no No, one. no one's hands are clean. And I think the sooner a lot of people like to play into that good guy, bad guy shit of stuff, and I'm real not necessarily real big on, but I'm real like I, I emphasize a lot the whole like what you're saying. Like anybody can look at it from any perspective and be like I think there's probably like three events in history that universally everybody's probably Yo, like. Who are the three greatest white men of all time? Wow, I feel like I've had this conversation before with somebody, but I don't remember it's like who. Tony Hawk, um, <laughs> uh, Bill Nye, and the Crocodile Hunter. That's a pretty strong list. Yeah, I'm not I mad. At, I'm not I mad can. at that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Can I substitute the Crocodile guy with? Who do I want to substitute him? With? I might sub Bill Nye for Holland Oates, like as one as one person. Mm. Oh, yes. nah, mm. I want to substitute the crocodile guy with uh, what's his name? They just passed Caldwell. His name Bobby Caldwell. Bobby Caldwell. Yes, I want to take that. I want to substitute him because he made one of the greatest love songs ever. Mm. And he's a Leo. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about social media, man. What's this, up? this was something. <laughs> the range. <laughs> We're hitting everything. Yeah, I love I, it. I love it. I wanted to ask you about this because we've been having a real like me and him have this real like observation of just like how how phones are killing us basically. Yeah. And basically like I'm saying I, I work with a lot of high schoolers now and I'm seeing how, like we just see it with us. We don't see how entrenched it's getting. Oh no, I know about it. And it's it's just pretty interesting, but we're cooked. One of the things I wanted that, that I find as an interesting like crossroads we're getting to now is the whole verified verification game or whatever. Okay. And I want that because we've had this conversation and you are you're essentially pro this whole idea of buying verifications. Yeah. I want I want to hear your position first before I okay. say anything. Okay. Um so I'm gonna wait until the new music starts. Again. <laughs> yeah, I got it's it's coming. <laughs> yeah, this is very very verification music. Right okay, here. yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Um, I guess this is just a part of that knowledge of the industry. Niggas was buying verification checks before it was made to the public. It's kind of like the internet. Yeah. The internet was available before it was made to the public. It was just military use. You know. Yeah. Niggas was buying verification checks. For a lot more mm -hmm. You know um, And this whole thing About verification Validation Or whatever I see one side Of people Who have verification checks 
like the OG ones or whatever the fuck you want to call it, like upset because other people are able to get it at a lower threshold than uh-huh. they had to. Yeah. And it's like they use this thing as like, oh, you guys out here paying for checks. But yeah. it's like, even if you didn't pay for your check, right, you're still using that check as a form of validation as to why you're better than someone, you know? Because if you didn't have that emotional tie to what this status symbol of a verification check signified, you wouldn't give a fuck. It's like the iPhone back in 2008. This was a status symbol before it was like a commonly, mm-hmm. you know, accessible thing. You had an iPhone, it was like, oh, you're rich or you're cool or whatever it was you know what i'm saying yeah it was a signification of a wealth gap of a class status right uh-huh. now the verification is going through the same thing like and it but is- that was the thing is that like verification originally was not it that's what it got turned into of course because like oh you got big enough to get verified right, or whatever right. but verification at the end of the day was just about being like oh this is actually will ferrell tweeting this and not somebody that said impersonating will ferrell yeah and like <laughs> When Twitter did their shit, everybody shout out to Jabuki as well. Jabuki Young White, uh, the pioneer of using your blue check to impersonate other people. Uh, <laughs> he did the CIA and the FBI. Like all, yeah. It, oh, wow. I didn't he, know that. He's one of the reasons verification on Twitter has changed. Uh, Zach Fox, another one. Yeah. But like, it was just supposed to be like, so you you weren't impersonating somebody. And so the fact that they're offering verification to everybody, that should be good. Like, that should have been a good thing because, oh, I can verify. Yeah, the same the way, like, why. I'm verified on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Like, so, because you're, you're not catfishing. You're not doing yeah. shit like that. AI is the answer. That's the reason why they're doing it. Yeah, but, they're not, but they, you shouldn't have to pay to verify. If, if, if it's about identity... If it's about like being secure with like you know this is who's talking and people aren't then you should be just offering it to everybody it should be a service but that's not america because capitalism yeah and all these social media companies ain't making no money and they've been bleeding for years and we've known that and this is their business model now like they've been talking about paying for twitter for like eight years and that's the thing <laughs> if you're not paying like you're not the pro- you're the product mm-hmm. if if you aren't paying you are the product and now they're turning you as the product into a another product. yeah you're <laughs> a double product and... anyway, hey guys fuck, make fuck sure Elon you eat Musk. your oranges <laughs> <laughs> it's just like every day i learn more and more about how this fucking thing is just like you want to talk about how spotify pays oh uh, <laughs> That because I thought it, I've been I've been talking with Diogo about this that like with it it's like Spotify makes a certain amount of money every month mm-hmm. and so if you drop in a month that Beyonce drops even if you get the same number of streams like you're probably gonna get paid less because Beyonce is gonna own like eighty percent of the streams on the platform that month yeah like so even if your thousand streams might be worth one thing in this month and the next month they're worth like a completely different amount because like maybe spotify had a thousand like a million plays last month this month they had 10 million so you're like 100 plays is way smaller and this month so you get paid a smaller chunk and i and they're going to... they're 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 trying to legalize the payola scheme as well Shout that you can you. boost yourself in the algorithm for a smaller payout on your royalties yeah i've and... seen that too i've seen that too before it's all said and done i am going to find out what a stream is worth Mm. Mark my words (laughs) Not what they pay you What it's worth Those are two different things 
that's like some shit was like humans ever make it to the moon it's like one of those things and i don't even know how you determine that because like how then how do you stream oh, oh, how do you determine between like a listening stream and a background stream an ambient stream oh, no, versus they know. an intentional stream they know they have the answers they know what it's worth they are just telling us what they'll pay us. But how do we trust what they like? I don't trust them for shit. How like? Oh no no no! They no, know no. what it's worth. Like, what is it worth? How oh, no, do you? What no. metric do you measure it by? Oh no, it's, it's not something that we have to ask them to tell us. We have to figure it out on our own. Right. And there's ways to do it, but you can never show your hand. But I saw somebody do a breakdown. They were like, basically, like if Spotify even paid people like a cent per stream, like they would be like twenty billion dollars in debt. Yeah. <laughs> like. Because your whole, subscription's only like ten bucks a month. You know yeah, and yeah, man, the whole the whole fucking thing's fucked. Have y'all seen the um the uh, documentary on Spotify on Netflix? Mm-mm. You haven't seen it. Mm-mm. Oh wow! So I'm talking from a whole different base of. That's why y'all don't understand when I said what I just said of find out what it's worth. Okay. So oh yeah, yeah. I just hate them out of principle, not like out of. <laughs> I love yeah, this no. guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so check. All right. Long story short. You guys watch it it's called um the playlist okay on on spot on, on netflix but long story short as most people already know the labels and spotify are in bed together in business okay yeah I know. like okay. like mm-hmm. spotify and the labels pretty much damn near have a joint victory pretty right. much i feel like most people could put put that together exactly okay um and that's the only reason why spotify is even like alive right now because yeah. Spotify tried to go public years ago but they was clashing with like you know publishing rights and all this shit like during the you know LimeWire era yeah. and shit like that so the only way that Spotify was able to clear was to essentially like fork over some ownership of the company equity to spot to, to the record labels um, so what a stream is worth mm-hmm. what it's actually worth versus what they tell us it's worth Two different things What they pay you And what it's worth You know what I'm saying Yeah We're gonna figure it out That's the thing man About them uh, Entrenched establishments man they A stream still... is very I feel like a stream Is like liquid gold Interesting I believe it is liquid gold We just get the piss I could believe it Yeah I could definitely believe it So Who knows Yeah man it's yin yang in the stand. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's the thing. It we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to buy freedom. We're not gonna be able to buy like Start the revolution. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's the thing, is that I keep coming back to we're we're at two options and uh like it's either violent revolution and like I know I'm not really like I'm not really about that about shit. Say, like that's and, and that's the bluff that they keep calling again and again is that if you do a violent revolution, people that you care about will die. And they know we don't want to shoot the hostages. They're they are good to keep shooting hostages again and again and a fucking again. Mm-hmm. But they know we want won't because we actually care yeah so the other option we have is a large like a large-scale general strike and the only way to make that happen is people have to start caring about each other which is why the whole shit is designed to make sure that you hate your fucking neighbor and you're scared and you put your amazon camera in the thing that the police think we can we can go on and on but like trust your neighbors and Fucking quit your jobs and stop paying rent. And I was telling, we were speaking about this earlier. I fucking love Joseph. Oh yeah, no, I knew you guys would get along. Um, Wait, I would, can I like, like weird this out real quick? Go ahead. What's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. I 
fucking knew it. I love Sagittarius. I love fire. Like Sagittarius men and me, like we just like click like treacherous twins, like dead ass. Interesting. Yeah, like yeah, you're, yeah, we're we're locked in. All right, keep going. But I was going to say the interesting about what he's saying <laughs> is that we were having this conversation that I think that going back or beforehand, we were talking about like this this experiment that is America. Yeah. Um, Going back to like how like just literally how this thing was founded set the tone for how it was going to be. But like the whole idea was built on we're independent. We do it all on our own. I don't want any help from any body telling me how I should be doing things. Yeah. And so like that has permeated all throughout the years. It has been turned and flipped on its head all way sorts, but it all comes back to nah. As long as I got mine, I don't care about what happens to anybody else. And yeah. I think that's just I don't know how America and I was telling him how this has even evolved into like the the mass shooting crisis. Like I think that is I think that is a symptom of this perversion that Bro. is the american oh it's just me i have to do everything on my own and uh, i should be able to move heaven and earth and the only way i can really see to like do that is by doing this like i i can make like a huge ripple in the world if i go like i'm gonna stop my sentence but like yeah you that i Go give your neighbor a fucking hug. Like, <laughs> God damn. But, but check, it's crazy that you bring that up, bro, because that's really the reason why um, I am keen on not raising my family in America now. Like, after this shit that happened Monday with the shooting in Nashville, mm -hmm. like, it was very um, jarring for me because I was looking at it realizing i was desensitized to it right yeah and being disgusted that i was desensitized to it and then it was like a oh shit moment of like wait a minute i don't have to do this like it was in that moment i was like wait i don't have to be here yeah you know what i'm saying and i'm sure it's probably because like my again my global view is expanding i'm you know speaking to people in london and you know it's all across the world about their way of life and just all these different things and i'm I was like, wait a minute, I don't have to be here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Because if I send my son to school and he doesn't come home because someone killed him, I'm wiping out your entire bloodline. Yeah. And again, yeah. I mean, like, no question. Like, that's crazy. Like, we've normalized that in America. But, and, but listen, listen to the violence. That don't even sound like a real sentence. Exactly. And listen to the violence in the words that you're using right now. That's true. Like, we're all programmed, bro. Yeah. It's, it's, it's deep. That's it's true. Deep. Yeah. God damn it, I'm an American. Oh my god. And and that <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's a big thing because we were talking about this too. Is that Fuck. People, people are oftentimes looking for their opportunity to perform anger. Like they're looking for a reason to be what? like, is I it? am. I am justified just in my violence right now. Like I, I had a reason, and so many people are fucking looking for their reason. But, but yeah, why? That's what you I, took my son away. Yeah, but at you, school, who though? Your hypothetical son, like, like this, this, you're, this you, mass it's shooter. The, it's the same stereotype. It's the same. It's the same shit when people are like, I like when I have kids, I'm gonna beat my kids. Like, is it? Yes, it's the, you're talking like this kid doesn't even exist yet, and right. now you're fantasizing about. I know his, I got kids. You're, <laughs> you're fantasizing about the death of this kid, so you have right. the ability to go postal but, on some other people. But it like, was in context of response of a real factual but even still, though. I get the point that he's saying. No, is I get that, what you're saying. I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that in America, the default we have this. Like we believe that there are certain situations, like 
I'll even go smaller. We even okay. go small scale. Okay. Chris uh, Rock, Will Smith. Yeah. There were people saying like, oh no, like he's talked bad. He deserved to get smacked in the face. All like, right, right, okay. It's like, why, how did we jump from, okay, yeah, he may have said something to like kind of offend somebody to, yeah, let's go smack the shit out of him. Like, right. how did we. In front of millions of people. And, and think about how, just how much more time and like processing power your brain would have if you weren't like cooking up these scenarios where you have the right the right to be violent with people like mm. it's it's just i don't know man it i like this i like i like i like that i was challenged on this i didn't i didn't i didn't hey man that's what we do up here that. man so i didn't mean to do that one <laughs> <laughs> so in in short i am an american i mean like i said though it's it's but it's it's an it's honestly kind of a a relief, I guess, in a sense, to understand that that's what it is, though. Because yeah. a lot of people walk around and they just think, oh, this is how the world is. Like, yeah. everybody is out to get me. I have to be. But once you understand, like, oh, no, like, this is the product of my environment. Yeah. It's not just nature. It is also nurture as well. Like, uh-huh. it's it's all of it together. And I think in understanding that, then you can start to sum up. You can spot it. You can be like, oh, no, nah, this is... This is my Americanism turning up right now. Yeah, I believe yeah. he was telling me when That's he first shit. moved to Portugal, like a lot of times you'll hear like cars like backfire uh. and like instinctively you just want to run just yeah. because of like a car. Yeah. A motorcycle was driving by and like after it gotten behind me, it popped and I was just like, oh, well, and I just like I ran around the corner. Nobody else fucking moved. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm traumatized. (laughs) Interesting. Like, yeah, my initial thing was just like hit the deck and and nobody else fucking moved. And like that was it was eye opening to me. I was like, oh, wow, I really am. Like, I sit with my back to doors now. I never did that. I never do that here. Like, what side are you from? Oh, I'm from I've lived from Roswell. Okay. Yeah. I, Interesting like, that you even had that type of like just yeah. I yeah, I mean man, just like look around I better say America programs you to just yeah. be no matter where you live, to just be scared. Look at yeah. what's on TV. Like mm-hmm. every every fucking show is like the big moment is people just shooting at each other. It like That's the climax. Yeah, and it's just well, and it's not even the climax anymore. It's like right. barely plot. That's points. the intro. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the the, the setup. Get you in, yeah. yeah. And but then then the other thing is like I'm I'm about to completely undercut what I said. Like the media only feeds you violence and whatever to get you like on edge, but they also choose they pick and choose which violence that they harp on. Like both in like the the big like the big crime spree report that we were talking about all this year, which was just fabricated. But then, like, speaking about Nashville, like, three years ago, somebody detonated a bomb, like, in downtown Nashville on Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah. Here and gone in, like, less than a week. Of course, it's all controlled, and it's all, like, you know, it, it's 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 on purpose, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's on purpose, but, like, it's also just, it's a numbers thing that, like, because you can't really predict what a single person will do, but you can predict what a big a big enough group you can be like guaranteed somebody will do this like and i don't know man just listen to the people around you like actually try it like circling back to like debate isn't the only form of conversation conversation originally was just about exchanging information the water is over here the food went that way like and listen (laughs) listen to the people when they talk to you like don't don't immediately get your your argument back going like like listen and try to diagnose but like what (laughs) 
tr like translate what is it this person is actually trying to tell me right now why are they telling me this story what what is the point that they're trying to get me to take away from it versus like oh well actually somebody did this in 2007 not 2006 you fucking moron like yeah. it, <laughs> right right Sensational. Y'all hey, thought that was me laughing. Yeah. I was like, yo, this no. sounds really familiar. That's my non sequitur. <laughs> so, uh, wow. What a show we've had here yeah, today. Uh, range, right? No, I, I mean, I love it. This is, I wish every podcast went like this, to be honest to you. You hear but... that, guys? He said, y'all ain't shit. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm we the welcome best. You. We welcome you here at the mixtape. Oh, wait. Yeah. I'm being an American again. I'm we, sorry. We love, yeah, we love everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but so here's How can gonna... I decode my Americanism? You just got to go see the world, bro. Literally. Just, and understand. Do I just die? No, you no, just need no, to. No, 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 no. Ju just stop trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stop trying and start being. Yeah. Like, what? whatever. When you go to London. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. England ain't too yeah, far off from America. <laughs> like, nigga, so. That was the, the yeah, OG. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, at some point, you uh -huh. know, really expand your palate as far as like, you know, traveling outside of the, the, the typical places people want to go on vacation, go out yeah. of the touristy places, talk to just like regular ass people. And then, of course, that's automatic. And through that, though, I think you'll just start to understand. And you don't even necessarily understand. You'll just start to see how different you are. And that's through good, those bro. differences, you'll be like, oh, wait a minute. like." And what yeah, what parts of you came with you? And what parts just stayed home because it was just a product of I like this guy. what yeah. you were doing? I like this guy. Yeah. I love this guy. Yeah. And I, and it's, I and love you, Joseph. And don't also get it confused. It's easy to <laughs> slip back into it, too. It's easy to, like, you know, you live here. It's yeah. easy to just fall back into the cycle and get caught up in the bullshit and be like oh man they're gonna kill us we're all dead like it's it's easy to fall back into it but like i said once you learn that that's what it is that it's literally just what's being fed to you you can sort of like you know how to turn to it off degree. you know how to run away from it to some degree uh and shit like that so to kind of to wrap things up here um we kind of we kind of like to book in things here so uh we, we like to book in so you know how like the book in you have like the beginning and the opening cover, the closing oh, cover. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. So we open things up here with the freestyle. So yeah. we figured that's the the best way to close things out here. But we'll make this a little bit more uh, interactive here. So I want you to think of three words or topics that you feel best describe the essence of the conversation that we've had here today. And then I'm gonna try to incorporate those into some some little some little diddle. Joe puts on for us. So gotcha. what do you give me? Give me some words. You got energy. Energy. All right. We got. Right now we got energy. We got intellectual. Intellectual. And we got fun. Fun. Okay. Energy, intellectual, and fun. Okay. Uh, what kind of what kind of beat would you like to do this over, Tyrone? <sighs> let's see. Uh, let's let's try to keep it on theme. Let's go with. <laughs> Wait, can we do a Neptune's inspired beat? Because I am the baby music child of them. That it works fine for me. That's Tyrone's <laughs> wheelhouse right there. Yeah. I love it. Okay, let's see. The first like three we've already clicked on <laughs> when we search Neptune's type beat. Um,. Popular, popular I, group. I rule the day when there's a seven type beat. But I don't think if my style is copyable. 
I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they all have said this at some, point, some point. Like, right? all they were like. But that's how you know your sound is that global sound, though. That is true. Or is that distinct that people yeah, can be exactly. like. Because, uh. yeah, like, when Dilla started doing what he did, like, people were like, there's no one that could do it like this. And right. now there's a million Dilla type beat people exactly. out that's there. True. And yeah, a bunch true. that do it really, really well. Really well, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we got one here. Two minutes and 45 seconds by Dat Boy Will. Out of my mind. Okay. All right. All right. It's got the Pharrell in my mind covered. Like, so. Uh, Seems like he knows what he's talking about. Here we go. Let's, Let's see. Try it out. Let's see what, we, what we're working with here. Dat Boy Will. Oh, we were already. And we were already playing this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Shout out Dat Boy Will. Okay. Uh huh. Energy. Energy. Intellectual. Intellectual. Fun. Fun. Okay. Let's do it. Mm. Let's do it. Okay. 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 Uh. So get ready. Get set. Me and Freddie, we about to come wreck. Anything that you thought we was gonna do. I'm so sick with this thing like the flu. Uh. Come through, I go collect. I'm too smart to buy my intellect. I'm trying to get money, increase the funds. When I hop on the beat, know why I do it for fun. Kinda like the conversation that we having. I hop on the instrumental, get to spazzing. Know I'm having so much fun. I'm kinda so sweet, it's like a honey bun, nah. No rapper off the top of Kappa. I come through, they know I'm like black, bruh. I blacked out, nah, I spazzed out. It's kinda like I'm down south, way I cash out. Uh, what else we got? I'm finna come through and just rip this box. Energy hey, and fun. Uh, nah, they can't see me. I'm about to turn up cause I got so much energy. Now they see how I be on this. I come and hop on the beats and I make it real quick. I, don't think these lines they go sink i'm about to skate off like i chill at the rink they see i got it made like i'm out at cascade get rid of the bugs i gotta get the raid i got it made like i gotta get it clean i got the dope shit they calling me a fiend but i uh got the energy i turn up no vegetables but no i turn up i gotta grow up like the way i throw up gotta come in and switch the whole flow up uh that's how it goes, uh, I gotta switch these flows, uh, that's how we go get litty, this shit get kinda crazy down here in this city, we gotta go across the seas, and see how this real living be, uh, that's how we do it, uh, sometimes I just get influenced, uh, go out and just be foreign, uh, we turning up with the orange, my man seven, we just big stepping, and the mixed table is the crew I be repping. That's how you end the show right there. You know? There it is. That's how you end the show. You went 230 out of 245. That shit was perfectly timed, you know? Amazing. Hey. I love it. Well, seven brother. Thank you again, man, for coming by. I like I said, I knew Thank beforehand you. we were gonna have just like how we always do this, these, these high-level conversations, but yeah. overall just fun, laid back, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Yes, yes, yes. So, I guess the range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I have for you uh, is to just kind of let the people know.
like I said, we're we're shooting for a summertime release time here. So let the people know what you got coming up in the future, where they can find you, the squeeze, your podcast, and all that good yes, stuff. Yes, yes, yes. If you are looking at this video right now, that means it is probably during the summertime, and we are on tour. Squeeze the world. First stop, London in June, New York in July. We finishing off in Atlanta. Uh, you can find all information on Squeeze as well as the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Channel 7 Podcast. You can find me at The World of 7 on all social media as well. You can find all of my music. 7, S-E-7-E-N, all caps, House of the Vine, the house album out right now as well. And we got a lot of cool, cool, cool things in the store as well. So I'm really excited. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so grateful, so honored to, you know, be on your platform and have some really good conversations, some fun time. Yeah, you know, really, really do, really do some cool shit. Anytime. Yeah. Joe, you know what time it is. Uh, in the description of the video, in the description of the podcast, there's going to be a link with all the beats that you heard today. Go listen to them. Really cool shit. There's still people making yin yang beats in fucking 2023. Shout go, out to y'all. Yeah, he's keeping that shit alive. Go spend some money. Go make a song. Go make a video. You got friends that make shit. You got friends that do shit. Support it. It's fun. Give your friends a hug. Give the stranger a hug. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I got, uh, I'll have an album out when you're hearing this. That was fun. Now what? It'll be on all platforms. Go stream that. And That's a fine title. Thank you. And That's one more, title. I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to the stash for hooking me up with this jersey. Uh, you can find them online at the stash, uh, Kari Designs. And shout out to the people at the um, streetwear market. At the streetwear market. That shit was really cool. Shout out Mar, friend of the show. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Marvin, man. Uh, all right, Tyrone, take us home. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, once again, I want to thank Joe for doing what he does on the ones and twos. And I want to thank Seven for coming by and just having a great time with us. And more importantly, I want to thank all of you for tuning in, whether you're listening, watching, or however you could be here. We're just happy you could be here. So tune in next time. Where we're going to have somebody sitting in seven seat and we're going to be mixing it up. Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>